Welcome to The Good Night Show. I'm Shay Morrison, sleep expert and co-founder of The Good Night Co. Join me each week for hints and tips on all things sleep. Welcome to The Good Night Show's first ever podcast. We are very excited to have you here today. And our first guest is none other than Lisa Campbell, known as British-born, award-winning producer, casting director and chair of the Hayes Theatre Co. Lisa also stays busy being the mother to her three beautiful children and wife to Australian singer, songwriter and TV presenter, David Campbell. With busy schedules and little downtime, a good night's sleep is more important than ever for the Campbells. Luckily for Lisa, she has a winning formula for her children's bedtime routine, which we can't wait to hear about, and sleep happens to be her superpower. Let's see how she does it. Lisa, your superpower is sleep. Is that right? That is completely true. So um, I am incredibly irritating, and particularly to my husband, that um, I am like a doll. So if you put me horizontal, my <laughs> eyes will close and I will sleep. I love it. Now, um, so I fall asleep incredibly easily. It's the, the thing that's difficult for me is controlling everybody else around me in my life <laughs> to ensure that they maintain their sleep so that I can remain asleep. So and that's the thing. How do you do that? You've got, you've got three children, you've got a husband, you've got... And a, a dog. And a dog. So how do yes. you do that? Um, look, it's, it, there, there are many, many ways, which we will get into. Um, but uh, it, I think it's about, more than anything, the first thing is about the focus on the importance of it. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it, and also it's not achievable. Um, I work in theatre. Um, do you remember theatre? It was something that happened before 2020. <laughs> yes. Uh, when we could, yeah, that was When it. we could do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, uh, I used to be an actor in the UK. I met my husband um, in Australia um, uh, 14 years ago. And then he asked me to move to Australia, which I did. And I've lived here ever since. And he and I have been producing theatre and we uh, we run, uh, help run, not solely on our own, mm -hmm. uh, a theatre company in uh, Sydney. So, we're, uh, But we're mainly involved in things that happen at night. Uh, yes. And that's not conducive to eight hours necessarily, particularly when you have uh, three children under 10 who get up at 6 a.m. Yeah. So I think for us, it's been hugely important to ensure that when we can get sleep, that sleep is of a really good quality and that we can, you know, maintain that sleep bank and bring it up when we can. And does your husband feel the same way? Is he, is he on board with this as much as you are? Yes, but yeah. he is, he's the opposite. So uh, he, um, his, he's David Campbell, who is um, yes. on yes. TV and what have you. Um, and he is, so he's up uh, in a, which is also useful uh, at a regular time every day because he um, does Today Extra on Channel 9. Um, but because of that, I mean, he finds it incredibly difficult to get to sleep and stay asleep. That's mm. just, that's, that's his, um, that's his Achilles heel. And what time um, is he waking up in the mornings? 5.30. Okay. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Okay. The, today shows the bad one. That's yeah. the 3.30. Yes. Um, he was filling in for Carl recently, um, who was on paternity leave. And that was rough because you're having to go to bed at 7 p.m., 7.30. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that can be 
a, a rough night's sleep. Yes. Um, so yeah, so he finds it really hard to stay asleep, um, and so he's got all manner of things that he has to do and you know there's a podcast playing and you know he'll he'll get up throughout the night and what have you and my, I'm, I have of my three children I have two good sleepers and one nightmare and so how does that because I know that you've got twins you've got a girl and boy mm-hmm. twin and they're four are they four they're five now five and so are yes. they good sleepers where does it who's the bad sleeper one of the twins ah okay so um, my, our eldest son is a brilliant sleeper right. um, and always has been, which is probably the reason that I had more children because I <laughs> yeah, oh, Fine. absolutely. Um, and then uh, from our, our boy-girl twins, our son, who is the absolute spitting image of David and also um, the, with the same sleep patterns, mm. um, is, I mean, he's high energy and he's just not somebody who is fond of sleep or can stay asleep. So yes. he's like a rooster. He gets everybody up. Um, <laughs> and we've had to try really consciously to maintain a level of sleep hygiene with him because otherwise we would just be at our wit's end. And also, I mean, there were, there were periods, particularly when he was young, where... He, I mean, when I say young, I mean, you know, Little six months baby. or so. Yeah. yeah. Where his lack of sleep or the fact that he was, uh, his inability to self-settle and what have you, dictated our entire lives. Yeah. Because it would wake up his twin sister. It would wake up Leo, our eldest son. It mm. would wake all of us up. It would wake everybody up in our apartment building. <laughs> it was uh, really, really rough. Um, so we saw a... Uh, a nurse, a sleep nurse, came and spoke to us and went through some specific things. And it really just comes down to routine more than anything else for us now. Yeah, I agree. I was definitely a, a routine person with my with my little little ones, and um, and I and it's paid off. You know, I, my children really are brilliant sleepers, and I think that without that, you know, I was listening to. Um, some research the other day and it really does we, we are not born to know how to sleep so we do have to teach our children our babies how to sleep it's really yes. important and I know that it's it's a bit of a con- obviously it's a controversial topic that I don't want to go into in depth but um, you know people who don't believe in routine and that we should just you know live naturally without routine but um but we are not born, uh, babies are not born to know how to. So it is it is on us to help um, in whatever way that we see right and will fit is to help them to learn how to sleep. Yes. Oh, and, and also I think that, you know, there are people who have different lives. Um, our, our lives, because of David's work, because of my own work, because of having an older son at school, yeah. we, uh, our lives are... Uh, bound by routine whether we like it or not Um, and so in light of that it's helpful to all of us to ensure that our babies can fit into that Uh, and it's helpful for them too yeah because the rest of our lives are are routine based whether we like it or not you know we do have to conform for the majority of people into a structure of school and then into work and university Mm -hmm. and work and you know so there are all of these routines that are around us so sleep and sleep is no different but I like what you said before about you know now the most important thing is that awareness and education um, 
to society about sleep. This is the oh. part that is lacking at the moment, you know, in the world. Absolutely. Because I function so poorly without sleep, I think that the priority for me personally is uh, so prevalent. Yeah. Um, whereas for the people who can just coast through and, you know, they're just a little bit slow that day or what have you, that can obviously, um, it, it doesn't seem such a, an urgent issue. Um, but for me, it's just become, I, I recognize it so readily in myself, my husband, my kids, that it, it has to be, I'm sure that it's not just us. As a society as a whole, we would be so much better off if we slept more. So much better off. And and there is so much research to support this um, today. And I think that there are all of these, you know, contributing factors. But one that I know that you're passionate about is food, you know. So looking at how nutrition plays a role in in sleep as well because I know you've started growing a lot of your own food is that right since lockdown yeah (laughs) (laughs) I have it started off as a uh come on children let's ignore the apocalypse and go to Bunnings uh and sort of just like a sort of hobbyist thing for us to do when uh, lockdown was starting and it has become my my passion yeah I am oh it's bringing me so much joy nutrition full stop is really important to me um I mean we've been talking for what maybe 10 minutes and I haven't told you that I'm a vegan yet um which is a record Uh, yeah (laughs) um but um I think that when uh my husband and I uh went vegan recognizing what we needed and needed to ensure we had maintained in our diets when we weren't eating what would be traditionally a balanced diet um when i say that i'm doing inverted commas you can't see Um, you got it i got it um but uh so just making sure that you know there was uh, we were uh getting everything that we required um and then from that it's just gone on to ensuring that we can have as many vegetables as we can and to the idea that now I have grown food from seeds and that is extraordinary to me I know look it's it's not news to anybody else but I am such a city slicker I am in no way uh I I mean I am not back to nature at all and uh this for me to buy a packet of seeds and then three months later to be eating my own lettuce is it's a miracle to me it's incredible Uh, isn't it I, yeah, I mean, good Lord, I sound absurd, but um, it, yeah, it's been really, really rewarding. Uh, and uh, it's something that I'm hoping that when the world goes back to normal, which I believe it's going to, I mean, I, we'll see, um, or if it all goes to hell. Uh, either way, I'm going to continue growing You'll my You'll be lettuce. prepared. So this is Indeed. all, it's all about being prepared for the Absolutely. worst. And you are there, you've got it. Yes. I love it. Just go back a step and then we'll go back into the gardening. But um, why did you and David make the decision to become vegans? He started it. Right. Um, uh, he was doing uh, he uh, he was doing the 5-2, the fasting oh, yes. thing. Yeah. Um, I think it all comes down from, it stemmed from vanity in our case, <laughs> um, which was that, you know, we just wanted to maintain 
like a, a healthy, healthy weight. Yeah. Um, and then so he started fasting and he really enjoyed that. And as he did that, um, his tastes changed. Mm. And so he felt sort of sluggish if he was eating meat. So he got rid of that and then it sort of went from there. Um, and I remember him saying, I'm, I'm going to go vegetarian. And because I know him and I know the sort of person he is, I was like, you will be vegan within three months. Um, also, I said that with that level of disdain. Um, and because I'm a terrible person. But um, then uh, I saw the benefits that he was having. And mm. he felt amazing. So I thought, okay, well, I, you're not doing this on your own. You're not feeling that good by yourself. And I cut out a lot of stuff. Uh, and then eventually went the same way. Um, and now I wouldn't go back. Right. And mm. are you a strict vegan? Yes. Yeah. Even okay. down, it, I mean, it's the whole shebang now. It's the shoes. Wow. It's the, really? I know. Oh, Shay, we've never met. Um, but y- honestly, I can't tell you this is, I, I'm not that person. I would never have thought I was that person. Wow. Um, and... Yeah, that's what I've become. I've become that a, a vegan who um, wears non-leather shoes and grows her own vegetables. Yeah, that's what it's become. And have you noticed, did you notice in that shift that that had any implications for your sleep? Do you feel that, um, you know, obviously really putting that focus on making a change for health reasons, did that have uh, any implications? Better Absolutely. or worse? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I think... I'm not sure whether it's um, just a change in mindset and a, a an awareness of my body as a whole. I think maybe that's what it is. Sorry, mm. I haven't really ever articulated this. Um, but, I mean, for the majority of my, well, definitely up until I was 30, um, my body was just merely a way for my head to get around. Yes. Um, so I didn't care at all mm. um so i i was a big drinker i used to smoke 20 a day i was <laughs> uh, just uh, like and eat anything that was close by yeah um and then i think that uh, a continual awareness of um what has been better for me mm. as well as growing older as well as becoming a parent as well as all these things that um, i've become increasingly aware of um from then I've recognized what is the effects that certain things have on my body mm. and now it's got to the point where if I had oh like I mean if I had a uh, a chia pudding after 6 p.m I know that's going to mess with my sleep I mean, that's how mad it is this really? I mean I would be going out for all-nighters and yeah. not even thinking about it and now it's that thing of if I have any refined sugar after six that's I'm going to have a bad night's sleep so I won't do it. And do you drink coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? One a day. Okay. Yes. Yeah. One a day, no tea after three. Okay. Great. Look at these rules. I know. But it wor- <laughs> but you know the thing is it works for you and you sound amazing. I can't see you, but you it, well, it I uses- look even better. Oh, I'm sure you do. Well, I've seen your Instagram and I know you do. I'm joking. Oh my god. <laughs> but but you can tell, you know, so obviously this, you know, I think one of the things that we're always trying to do here at the Good Night Co is it's not about shaming people into one one way is right and it's the only way, but it's about um, sharing different people's experiences that might work for somebody else and help them to feel better because let's face it the whole thing that we want to achieve um, through getting a good night's sleep is to wake up feeling great 
Yes. Because that's Absolutely. achievable. You know? And Absolutely. That, that sounds like you. It sounds like you wake up and you feel great. And that's what we're all trying to aim for. Because wouldn't yes. life be better feeling like that? Yeah. And I think that um, the as I've grown older, just by accident or just how the, how the world has worked um, or how my life has worked, I've just uh, had responsibilities more and more fall to me, whether it be my children or the dog or my garden. Yeah. I, all these things, I'm just, I mean, there's just more and more responsibilities. And um, I think that by having those, I've recognised uh, that I need to take care of myself more so I can take care of other people. Yes. Um, and and is that a great outcome? Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. Um, I, uh, I wouldn't be able to look after everybody in the same way that I can now if I weren't looking after myself in this way. Yes. So, yeah, I, I'm, I've, I found it hugely, hugely helpful. Yeah. And also I think that there's a... Um, uh, I mean, not just about energy-wise, but um, as, uh, emotionally, mm. I feel so much more prepared. And the world is mad at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot to take on. Um, I remember last year, um, towards the end of the year, I started doing a meditation course because I felt I needed to start to focus my mind more. Yes. Um, and so I did a TM course with a friend of mine who's a teacher and she's brilliant. Um, and it was uh, 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the uh, afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find those 40 minutes a day. Mm. I could either, um, the, the choice was I either got up even earlier and did it then mm. um, because there was, and there, there was no way I could find that afternoon one. We'd pick up some goodness knows what. I, it just wasn't happening in my job. And it got to the point where I felt that I had to choose between sleep and the meditation. And I ended up just choosing the sleep. Yeah. And I will go back to meditation eventually when I have more time. But ultimately for me, the, the sleep was doing the same job that the meditation did. Definitely. Um, that's not to say that it's an either or. It just happened to be for me at that time. But um, I think that for me, the benefits... Um, were identical that I had more focus and more energy and more uh, emotional I guess an equilibrium yes because I had that sleep definitely and that's how I feel I, I, I'm the same so I am a meditator but mm -hmm. I feel exactly the same way if it comes to choosing to get um, more sleep um, I will take them more sleep. Yeah. And I feel that that works for me and for my body. And this is, this is where we need to get to is just working out. We are all different. We are, we are wired so differently and that it is so sleep is such a personal, um, personal thing. You know, it's a personal journey and working out what works for you is going to be the most important thing. And what one person does is not going to be what suits you. So you need to just test different ways and then, um, get your formula and run with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So were you going back to the gardening? Because I'm also gardening obsessed. Um, I have a, 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 a large vegetable garden that has been on and off, depending on what I've been doing for the last 10 years. But at the moment, it's thriving, obviously, like everybody else's from COVID. Um, <laughs> what are your gardening tips? So people who are out there listening who um, may have not got into gardening yet or have tried it and it didn't work, what are your three tips to, to having a great gar vegetable garden? Okay, so um, these aren't 
these aren't necessarily tips for a whole garden thing, no. but here are things that I have learned of late, which I think is incredible. <laughs> so number one, peas, which I don't eat. I think they're gross, <laughs> but um, everybody else likes peas. So I'm making, I'm growing a lot of peas and they work. They're so easy to grow. So um, growing peas in a pot. So if you do, uh, so growing peas in a pot with uh, uh, bamboo shoots yes. to, for them to, to climb. So I've been doing that. And then what I didn't realize, what I've only learned recently, is that once the peas are done and they, they've, they've had their life cycle and the pea plants are, are, are no longer, then using that same pot with the nitrates that the peas have put into the soil for tomatoes and capsicum. Ah, that's the winner. Yes. So, um, so that will have the, everything that you need for... They've, they've created and prepared the soil ready for tomatoes and capsicum the next round. Oh, so, so that's something that I'd A bit learned. of a permaculture. I think that's a bit of a permaculture theory. Yes. Yes. Got it. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm, I've, I haven't tried it yet because I've only been doing it for, <laughs> for four months. But that's what I'm currently doing. So I've bought all my, um, my tomato and capsicum seeds. My peas are coming to an end and that's what I'm getting ready to do. Love it. Yes. And what has been your, um, what have, so apart from peas, is there anything else that you are producing that you go, this is my winner, that this is the best? I, I, I raised a, a purple cauliflower. Oh, I saw that on that, your Instagram. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good. I love, I love that cauliflower like I love my children. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not true. I wouldn't eat my children. I'm a vegan. Um, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the cauliflower is amazing. Um, and yeah, so the, um, my cauliflowers are coming on an absolute treat. And what? See, I'm, cause I'm, all of this is in pots. I haven't oh, got a, a veggie patch okay. yet. All right. Um, wow, that's impressive. When I say yet, I'm, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing up parts of the garden. Which, <laughs> Getting yeah, get dug up and yeah, it's, it's tricky because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to steal some garden from my kids and I don't know and we'll work it out but uh yes so these are all in pots at the moment but um I will be expanding I think oh, great I, I can't wait to see them um <laughs> raise garden raise garden beds. yes yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um, and what what's your favorite recipe what did you do with have you used that purple cauliflower yes what did you do with that's it? long gone that we roasted okay um I'm a big fan of a roasted cauliflower okay um, so yeah, that was roasted. And then, yeah, I think we did it with like a, a, a like the smoky adzuki bean tempeh. It was really nice. Oh, yum. That sounds good. Um, mm, yes. So that was great. So now that we're in the middle of winter and, um, you know, with, I guess, uh, COVID just, you know, in the background, one of the things that we are hearing a lot is that not a lot of people, um, are suffering from the usual cold and flu. Yes, I read that last week. Yeah, which is, you know, fantastic, I guess, is one key benefit. But what would your, do you have any go-to um, natural immunity? We, we've just released an immunity range um, at the Goodnight Co., which we're really excited about. Um, the, I've got the um, the drops, yes. the oils in my diffuser, and it smells incredible. Isn't it great? It's refreshing oh. and it's... So, but also really warming. Yeah. Beautiful. With the... Um, with the cinnamon which warms yes um and there's something about it that i think makes it feel like it's protecting you you feel like you're pretty protected but do you have any um natural immunity tips that you're that you do with your family yes my children 
are not on the vegan train. Ah. So they still have some meat. Okay. Um, so for them, if we've had a roast chicken or something like that for them, then I will make stock from the bones and I will freeze it in case that anybody has a sniffle because yeah. that's getting going straight into chicken soup. Yes. Um, for us though, there's a, uh, a red lentil, lemon, turmeric, ginger soup wow. that I make. Maybe we could it's share amazing. that link. I will. Yeah, I, yeah, so I will. It I, show notes. It's so delicious. And it's warming and hearty. It's kind of, it, I mean, it's it, it's a soup, kind of like a dal, I guess, mm. almost. Um, but that is my go-to. That if if DC or I are ever feeling slightly under the weather, that's the one that we get. Um, and it feels really nourishing. And it sounds like food is sort of your go-to around lots of things. So it's using food and using certain ingredients to. Um, you know, either boost immunity or mood or, you know, obviously that's something that you really understand. That's your language. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's the um, – I feel I, I feel that I can provide from that. I think maybe that's part of the gardening thing. I don't know about you. But, um, I mean, the idea that I'm providing something for my kids and my family is – or my friends, whoever, it makes that makes me very happy. Mm. Um, and to be able to do that even further from, you know, from growing the things myself makes that just uh, amplifies that feeling. Do you feel similar? Definitely. It's just such rewarding knowing that you can go and, you know, just even pick out some rocket leaves and some salad and not have to do to go anywhere or, you know, to yes. avoid the big chains and, um, and just do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And so for your children, your we, we talked about this, touched on this earlier, their sleep routines. They've you know, you're a firm believer in routine. Is there anything anything unique that you can share with others that you know works to get a good night's sleep for them? Okay. So this my father in law talks to us about this all the time because he saw us put our children to sleep once and thought that it was so I mean, it works, but it's kind of, it's mad. So in the sense that, um, look, I need to preface this and say this isn't like Captain Von Trapp. We're not, um, we're not militant. But when we've had our first son, um, because of us, because of work and what have you, there would have to be um, babysitters or members of the family looking after our kids and or our child at the time. And so therefore, we wanted something <laughs> that was going to be a trigger, like a uh, like a Pavlovian yeah. um, response um, for him to know that it was time to sleep. And at the time, he was watching a TV show called Yo Gabba Gabba. And there was a song in that which um, went like this. Nap time, nap time, close your eyes, go to sleep. It's very simple. <laughs> that was it. Right. So we inadvertently just started singing the song to him when it was time to go to sleep. And then it sort of took on a life of its own. So then if you sang the song, he would yawn and it was like, okay, well, now it's time. And then it just morphed. So therefore, it was every time that the song went, our son knew it was time to go to sleep and that was it. So then anybody who came in who was looking after him learned the song and they too could elicit the same wow. response. And then we went on, and then when we had our twins, 
didn't work quite as perfectly with our son, but the principal was there and he'd still go to his bedroom when he heard the song. So that for us has been the absolute go. It was the the level of routine. And of course you have to maintain that, but then it becomes an absolute joy because it's not just us, but a babysitter can sing it, a godparent can sing it, and they all know it's bedtime. I mean, even I'm feeling a little sleepy now, I've sung it. But um, it's... It, it was a really, really great thing for us to 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 have. It, but though I do recognise it, it sounds mental. It's whatever in its works level for you, of. isn't it? That's you know? true. I will not no, judge it. No, and if that works, it did yeah, work. Yeah, then absolutely um, go with it. And it's it's always yes. it's, it can be a little bit harder the second time round though, can't it? <laughs> yes, yes, it can. Um, and also the twins. That's a tricky one because yes. um, our daughter is. Um, an avid talker uh, she had a lot to say um, and the, I mean the thing is they can't sleep apart right. we um, once thought well we'll have our daughter in our room so our son can get to sleep no it didn't work she vomited because oh, she cried wow. so much they cannot be apart Aww. so they um, it is it's very sweet um, so they're in bunk beds and yeah they they, they tend to chat yes. um, but you know what? It's still good. They're still sleeping. Mm, yeah, I'd say eleven hours a night, which is Perfect. at five. That's that's, that's still great. a lot. Um, but yeah, it's so so important. And they are they've inherited the same thing as me. If they don't sleep, they are ratbags. Well, I think that's a lot. It's of kids, a lot though. of kids, and there's a lot of kids out there that you know are not sleeping well, and um, and it can be really challenging for everybody else. You know, not just them, the teachers and the parents and the siblings. Mm. Um, so it is really important. One thing that w- we noticed with our eldest son is that he was a big sleep talker. Mm. and he was um he was having broken night sleep and he was just having a lot of uh difficulties with that and it ended up being his adenoids and it it had his adenoids out and he slept brilliantly that's exactly what we are doing next friday so i have a a seven-year-old my daughter's seven and she's getting her adenoids removed next friday because she's a mouth mouth breather so she's she does talk in her sleep actually as well but but there you go. Mouth breathing, and so we've been yeah. working really closely with this great holistic dentist um, through, that I've you know found on my journey through sleep, and um, she has no space in the back of her throat, and so it just is really difficult for her. She's got really dark rings under her eyes, which is a, a sign as well of of this problem, mm-hmm. and you know there are all of these things that are just not diagnosed either. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. So glad you said that. Oh, yeah. it, it did the world wow. of good, yeah. Tassan. Really, really great. Yeah, that's next Friday. <laughs> oh, oh good you. luck. Good luck yeah, to you both. Um, so, Lisa, I'm not going to keep you for any longer, but I'd love to know. I know that things are obviously in a different landscape for you with your probably maybe with your um, casting agency at the moment, but where what, what is happening that's coming up for you? Are there any exciting projects that you're working on? Currently, I'm working on Moulin Rouge. So uh, you remember the Baz Luhrmann movie? So that is, there's a Broadway production, which is sadly currently uh, on hiatus at present, but uh, it opened this time last year. um, And it's phenomenal. It is the most spectacular production. I was in New York in February um, and saw it five times. It's spectacular. So um, I am casting that. Uh, to open in Melbourne in 2021 yes. um, and 
fortunately, we are far enough away that I don't think that's going to be affected by anything that's currently that happening. Um, and so the, we're, we press pause for the moment on the audition process, but that's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very and exciting. It's really, making, really special. Watching those herbs and vegetables grow and um, supporting. Absolutely. <laughs> supporting the other as, as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm up to. <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, chatting with us today. There's so many. Oh, Shay, thank you so much. things out of this conversation. We'll definitely be sure to get the red lentil soup recipe from you and share that. I will thank send you. it over. Absolutely. And um, hopefully. We might get to chat again soon and um, see where everything's happening for Moulin Rouge in 2021. Thank you so much. Good luck next Friday. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for listening to The Good Night Show. If you're keen to learn more about our guests or any of the topics we've spoken about today, hop on over to the Good Night Co. closed Facebook community group. Or check us out at thegoodnightco.com.au. And if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider by searching The Goodnight Show. And if you love what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks, everyone.